Hello friends and welcome to Funk Radio. And Kyle's here. <laughs> I'm here, but I'm silent. Silent but deadly? Yes. <laughs> and I'm here, and I am talking, and not deadly. <laughs> this is a terrific introduction. Your looks could kill Peter. Thank you. People don't tell you that enough. So actually, uh, a friend of mine named Ashley was, uh, she's listened to some of our episodes recently. Oh no. Is she still your friend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow, yes. Um, but she was like, hey, have you guys ever done an episode on boy bands? And I kind of realized, no, that we haven't. So I thought that would kind of be an interesting thing to tackle this week. Since we are boys and we like bands. Mm-hmm. That's exactly why. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you and I haven't grown up in the 90s, Kyle. I think when we think of boy bands, we automatically think because they're kind of that era mm-hmm. and sake Backstreet Boys. You had also written down Hanson and 98 Degrees, both of which were very good examples from that time, but I hadn't thought of them. Yeah, I just I just remember Hanson because they came, didn't they come to Chapman? <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, and they were in the, they were perform. I don't remember why they were there, but they were performing in the little radio station where we did our mm-hmm. original college radio show. And I don't know if some other show had like got them to come in or something. That's impressive if they did. I'm sure Hanson's very busy. I mean, heck, if they did that for some random college kids, I'm sure they could have come onto this show and done this, this episode with us. This but. is true. We, uh, that's a good point. Yeah, we should have had them on. Guess Hanson, if you want to come on our show, uh, you can umbop right over. <laughs> anyway, so I don't really know how you want to tackle this, Kyle, because I know we were talking a little bit before we started recording about how this will probably be a little bit more... A little more off the cuff, I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about 90s bands. We'll talk about how they evolved, uh, if they're still around today. Uh, examples prior to the 90s, because I know a lot of people kind of think, uh, as we do, or as I do at least, the 90s was kind of the golden age of boy bands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what defines a boy band. We'll talk about the history of boy bands, where they mm-hmm. went. Are they still around? Where are they now? Um <laughs> So I guess to kick things off, we should probably define what a boy band is, for those of you that don't know. Um, those of you who can't put the words boy and band together. Exactly. Um, a boy band is loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage or early 20s, uh, singing mm. love songs marketed towards young women. Uh, since they're vocal groups, most boy band members usually don't play instruments. Uh, they're usually sort mm. of har- harmonic with multiple members singing um and they oftentimes have choreographed dance moves and stuff um there are i've never really thought about that before that they usually don't really play play the instruments instruments themselves no usually for all intensive purposes they're basically the performers they're the singers they're the dancers Mm -hmm. uh but other people create the backing music there are exceptions maybe that's uh Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Maybe that's the episode that Hanson can join us for, is talking about backing bands for boy bands. Yeah, I mean, with these boy bands, I mean, I'm sure there's probably exceptions, but I suppose that's one kind of good defining characteristic that separates them from, say, I don't know, the Beatles or something, is often they don't play instruments, um, they just sing. Mm. And they sing very well. On that point, 
when I was kind of looking up like what was the first boy band or kind of like the earliest examples of them, mm-hmm. something I didn't really think about but kind of makes sense is that I read that you could kind of say that the predecessor to boy bands were basically acapella barbershop quartets, mm-hmm. which when you think about it, they actually do share some, you know, qualities. Yeah, that kind of har- harmonization, usually yeah. kind of crooning songs aimed at women. Mm-hmm. Good point. Now, what I'm curious about, and I'm sure that you've heavily researched this, why are they called barbershop quartets? Did they sing in barbershops? Uh, I don't know, actually. Maybe we should do an episode on barbershop To the Googles! Quartets. Or Google. <laughs> okay, so the barbershop genre of singing is a vocal harmony uh, started in the 1930s, which is basically unaccompanied vocal music sing, sung uh, in, a, in harmony by... You know, three or more people, I guess. So, there you go. It has nothing to do with barbershops. And they always have to wear those goofy, like, flat straw hats. I don't know what they're and called. like, red and white pinstripes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't there a barbershop quartet that, like, performs at um, Disneyland? Or am I crazy? No, that's correct. Oh, yeah, they're called the Dapper Dans. And they perform at Walt Disney uh, Main Street. Neat. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, barbershop quartets, I guess, bar- uh, evolved into doo-wop, which evolved into, I don't know, the Beatles or something. <laughs> um, yeah, doo-wop was another one where I was thinking, you know, is that, could that really be considered an early version of it as well? Because I was trying to think, like, how, in the sense that we think of boy bands today, like, obviously that didn't always exist, but... Um, mm-hmm. Another thing you could say, you could, I was reading that you could say that... Um, the doo-wop group, the Ink Spots, is actually considered to be the first boy band. I think they were more one of the, uh, to my knowledge, I think they were one of like the leader pioneers mm. of that genre. Oh yeah, they were around like in World War II. Yeah, you're on to something there because in in researching doo-wop, it's also defined by a a vocal harmony. So I think that's kind of the connecting tissue of all of these is mm. the idea of harmonization among multiple singers. And that's kind of what defines, you know, these different genres and connects them as a vocal-driven group as opposed to something more instrumentally driven like rock or blues or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Ink, Ink Spots, uh, the Mills Brothers. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I apologize for the slur, but there's actually a group called the Negro Spiritual. Again, 40s, so. That's, I guess, kind of the humble beginnings of boy bands. Um you had written down New Edition from the 80s? Yeah, I was trying to find some uh, semi-modern examples of boy bands that were around before the 90s. And yeah. New Edition and uh, New Kids on the Block were really, I would say, the the genesis of this modern style of boy bands. Looks like New Edition actually started in 1978, so they were a little bit before New Kids on the Block. Yeah, um, they reached their popularity, though, in the 80s. I think they had a a difficult time kind of getting traction, so to speak. And going even a little bit farther back, I guess between doo-wop and this 80s era was the 60s and, I guess, the early 70s. Well, maybe not the 70s. The 60s, for sure, though. Um, The Jacksons and the Osmonds were both... I guess it was... Were they Jackson 5 before they were the Jacksons? I think they yeah, were a little bit were. older when they were the Jacksons. Yeah, they, they were the, thinking about that. I think they were the Jacksons after one of them left, so then there was four of them, and they couldn't... They didn't oh. want to be the Jackson 4. 
and they were more probably teenagers by then, I think, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly, uh, with little baby, little baby Michael, mm-hmm. Jackson Five, um, and then the Osmonds as well, both of which were groups of brothers, which kind of plays into not always, but often with boy bands, you'll see that they're brothers. The Jonas Brothers, for example. The Jonas Brothers being one. Um, um, I can't think of any others. <laughs> I thought, um, is is Hanson not? I don't, I think, oh, yeah. No, I think Hanson, Hanson you're is. Right, you're right, you're right. Hanson is. Cause Isaac, think, Taylor, and Zach. Were there, was their last name Hanson? Yes. Oh, this explains but don't tell, everything. Don't, don't tell the listeners. That's a secret. Okay. Why am I whispering? <laughs> um, you know, something I haven't thought of until just now, Kyle? What? We've been talking about all these different bands from all these different time periods, but we haven't been playing any clips of them. I was going to ask if you wanted to at least play a clip of a uh, new edition, since... Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, I think what we should do, maybe let's play let's play the Ink Spots first. Uh, let's just do Ink Spots, uh, pick something from the Jacksons, and then new edition. Okay. Three back-to-back. Sure. And we don't know at the moment exactly which songs we'll choose, but we'll, we'll do something. That's when I'll be there always. So yeah, you can kind of see the vocal obviously you know there's 20 years spanned between each individual one 40s 60s 80s um but you can see how the the harmonization is kind of the connecting factor with these different uh very distinctly different musical groups that Mm -hmm. kind of goes to the heart of what boy bands are they're they're singing romance songs uh targeted at women and they're harmonizing so Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, no new edition. Uh, I know I mentioned New Kids on the Block as well as kind of like '80s predecessors to the '90s uh, explosion of boy bands. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that weren't a eight-year-old girl in the '90s or me, <laughs> there there was a bajillion boy bands uh, back then, including In Sync, Backstreet Boys. Uh, we mentioned Hanson, Ninety-Eight Degrees. If you want to go into the more of the R&B side, there was Boys to Men. It yeah. was Tony, Tony, Tony. Belle Biv DeVoe, ironically, I think was actually a split off from uh, uh, New Edition that was just three of them or something in the 90s. LFO, O-Town, I haven't heard of some of these. <laughs> um, obviously, we're not going to play songs from all of these. I don't know if you want to pick a handful or just play one of the most famous. Um, why don't who's we more, play... Who's more famous, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? I think they were pretty much the big two <laughs> touche let's play let's play one from nsync let's play one from the backstreet boys the u.s and russia of the uh, boy band cold war <laughs> sure <laughs> backstreet boys had that song backstreet's back all right or something we can do bye 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 by nsync oh yeah that's the big one hmm. well wow, what did you want to play by backstreet boys i'm probably i don't think that's the name of the song but there's a song where it's like backstreet's back Oh yeah, everybody. The song "Everybody" parentheses Backstreet's back. Sounds good. We'll do that. Just wanna tell you that I had enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. 
We apologize to any listeners who are cringing about how terrible we are at identifying songs by these <laughs> bands or talking about them in general. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a gender thing or what. I mean, just... I liked pop music, but as a boy, I was more into the female singers, the Britney Spears, mm. the Christina Aguilera's, mm. Spice Girls, <laughs> uh, right. which was kind of technically a girl band. Uh, that could right. be a whole other episode. Girl groups. And I mean, when I was a kid, um, I would watch, you know, Disney Channel and they would, they would they would play music videos a lot back then. And they were constantly playing NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, uh, Aaron Aaron Carter, which was oh, Nick yeah. Carter's younger brother. Hmm. Um, 98 Degrees, didn't they do that? Speaking of Disney, didn't they do a song for like Mulan? They did. Oh my God, I forgot about that song. Hold on. And it have Stevie, Stevie Wonder, Wonder in it? on it. Because yeah. I think we talked about it once, and you I don't did. remember what song that was. Uh, True to Your Heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. We, got, we have to play a clip of that, because I actually really like this song. Okay. I remember when I saw the music video for this on, like, Disney Channel or something. I'm like, this song's amazing. <laughs> Little Baby Kyle. Because nothing says ancient China like, you know, four, five white guys and an aging R&B singer. <laughs> uh, so let's see. On on the topic of us not knowing a whole lot about these bands and everything, I guess uh, I feel a little less ashamed of not knowing too much about as we get into the 2000s. Oh, yeah. By the 2000s, I was completely out of pop music. I was in my, like, sort of emo fallout boy you know mm. phase which in a weird way that w- i almost would argue that was kind of a natural evolution of boy bands mm. but yeah i mean in the into the 2000s there were still boy bands they just kind of uh i guess we're targeting an even younger generation there you know you had your jonas brothers you had one direction uh, probably a bunch of others that we didn't research i can't think of any others yeah <laughs> Those are the ones that I think, but that speaks to like their popularity too. It's like even us not really being in the loop on that stuff, mm-hmm. even us being aware of that speaks to just like how big they were in popular culture, I guess. Do you want to play a clip of one of these two mega groups, Jonas Brothers or One Direction? I, I couldn't name any songs to save my life, so let's don't do, ask me to. Uh, let's do a One Direction song just for sake of choosing okay. something um but i don't know any on top of my head so we'll play something what oh that's their big song i fucking hate that song um one direction has that song what makes you beautiful and i despise it so let's play it so my ears can bleed <laughs> you two listeners So you also did a little bit of research about modern day. I mean, the two, we're still in the 2000s in a way, but not the early 2000s, more almost in the 2020s. Holy shit. Um, yeah. But you found a few. Yeah, there's a, there's a surprising resurgence, I guess, of uh, boy bands. They're, they're in, in forcing myself to sample some of these songs, they do have a little bit more of a sort of EDM edge to them, mm. which, I mean, a lot of music does nowadays. Yeah, that might be just more of like a 
the direction pop, of pop, pop music sensibility in exactly exactly but yeah it is still it is still stupidly attractive skinny white boys uh <laughs> singing in harmony it's just now there's edm underneath so some of the bands that i found um were the 1975 midnight red uh new hope club which sounds pretty stupid we're gonna play. We're gonna play a clip of "Perfume" by uh, New Hope Club. Okay. And I encourage you to go watch the video because these kids are like twelve. Still smells of your perfume. It's like I'm lying next to you. They do appear young, uh, quite a bit younger than you. Also mentioned Midnight Red. Midnight Red, they'd look a bit, they look like college douchebag guys, yeah. like, <laughs> for lack of better it's the, it's the It's the new frat boy band. This is really kind of pushing the envelope in terms of what you would consider boys in a boy band. Yeah. Now, I know, I've heard of the 1975 before. They're kind of like that crossover between boy band and a little bit more indie. Like, they do have harmonization, but they also seem to have a little bit more edginess to them. Hmm. And they're also British. They're, okay, so that's a new that's a new thing in boy bands, apparently. They're all British. <laughs> huh. One Direction I know was British, too, so... Oh, they were? Yeah. Well, you met, you briefly mentioned the Beatles earlier. I, I... I wouldn't... Well, you could. Yeah, I think I would consider them to be a boy band. At least in their earlier years. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. They kind of sang in harmony, but they also played instruments. So they were like, right. they were kind of a cross between a boy band and a real band. But then, yeah, you're right. As they evolved, they became much more experimental and, and shit. And sad. And, <laughs> and sad. Touche. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, in a way, this this new wave of British boy bands is, is like the third British invasion. Because remember, we talked mm. about the second one in the 90s. With like all those like Wonderwall and Oasis and all that shit. Oh uh, yeah, this that wasn't this, that long ago either. No, this new third wave, third Reich uh, of boy bands Jesus. is invading America. Hmm. That's actually a good tie into what I was about to talk about too, because the explosion of boy bands in the '90s was kind of a uniquely American slash British phenomenon, uh, a place where boy bands are still alive and well and very very popular is actually in asia um oh yeah you did do a little bit of this as well this was yeah interesting. uh in, in researching trying to research modern boy bands some of the ones that popped up most uh proliferously were uh k-pop and j-pop which stands for korean pop and japanese pop respectively over there yeah there's like you can't walk five feet without running into a boy band um <laughs> They're insanely popular over there. They're, I mean, for all intensive purposes, they're tailored the same way they are here. They're attractive. They harmonize well. But I found three different bands um, that I think are kind of represent representational of okay. the popularity of Asian pop music over there. Um, one that I stumbled upon that's a Korean band is called BTS or the Bangstan Boys. It's interesting, though, because in, in Korea and Japan... It does seem like sometimes they m intermix uh, elements of rap and hip-hop into their boy bands, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I was actually just listening to this one in the background, and I was noticing some of that. Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of a blend of like pseudo-hip-hop 
with um, that harmonization, which yeah. obviously is popular over there. A lot of, um, as you mentioned earlier, like pop sensibilities as well. Like it sounds very much generally like modern pop music. Oh in yeah, America. for sure. For sure. Let's play a little clip of this one song I found by BTS called Run. Okay. Yay. Another one I stumbled upon that I actually surprisingly liked uh, is a Japanese band called One OK Rock, which sounds like a bad Japanese translation of an English phrase. (laughs) This band's really interesting. They've been around for a long time, I think like almost 12 years now, and they've gone through a lot of different transitions of, of sound, of style, I guess. And of late, I guess of the last, you know, six or seven years, they've kind of blended kind of like what i was talking about before they've kind of blended pop sensibilities with more alt rock emo sounds uh they do they they do have members that play instruments their music is a bit more kind of in that emo category so when i first listened to them i'm like oh wow they they sound like they sound like japanese my chemical romance but uh um, watching the music video here and listening to them i mean that's really accurate yeah I'll play. I'll, we'll play a sample of a song I found by them called "Clock Strikes." Now, this band's interesting too because the lead singer does sing in a mixture of Japanese and, in, and English, which yeah. actually makes this band really popular in the U.S. To the point they've they've yeah. toured uh, at huge festivals like uh, what's that skater fest vans something Warped Tour. That's it. Where Blink One Eighty Two and all those bands of like the early two thousands kind of got their fame. Mm, okay. But yeah, this this particular band I actually kind of dug. Uh, they started off as a boy band. They blend. They they changed with the times, and became more kind of a alternative band. Hmm. So yay! Let's listen to what do you say this is called? Oh, sorry. Clock Strikes. Uh, Clock Strikes by One OK Rock. Maybe using this as a rough transition because you were saying that they've been around for twelve-ish years or so. Mm-hmm. I guess we could also talk about the transition of either other boy bands that are have kind of transitioned and stayed together, or ones that are broken up and some of theirs, like the singers, kind of go do their own thing. I was going like to say Timberlake, for example. I was going to say I think the best things that boy bands end up producing are solo singers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I mean, not to be rude, but I mean, a lot of some of the best boy bands ended up breaking, uh, you know, certain singers ended up breaking off and becoming uh, even more popular than the boy bands were. I mean, you got Michael Jackson uh, broken off from yeah. the Jacksons. You got Justin Timberlake broken off from NSYNC. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting, too, to see examples like that. Actually, um, I think at least one of the Jonas Brothers, if not multiple of them, Oh, you're when they right. broke up, kind of did their own things. One of the yeah, one of the Jonas Brothers ended up breaking up and doing his own shit and being semi-famous. Was that Joe? Maybe. Probably. I don't know their names. A lot of these, oh, gosh, I really don't know them well enough to even know like if anyone broke off from them. But I guess that also plays into you know why why do you think boy bands break up? Other than like, do they get too old? I think yeah, um, I th- I think they age out. It's it's if you have a if you have a an entire musical 
genre defined by sex appeal to young women. Mm-hmm. Once those guys, you know, hit 30, they're in the glue factory. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I, I do, I mean, Justin Timberlake being kind of the exception, but I think, yeah, I think after a while, I think a combination of their age, you know, when you're 32 and you're still trying to target, you know, 16-year-old girls, it starts to be kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a combination of age. I think, you know, it seems like a lot of time there's there's infighting. Mm-hmm. Within that structure, you know, of, okay, we here we have four or five guys that sing harmony and we're going to kind of put them all out front, there's always going to be that infighting of, like, which one's the leader, which one's the the lead singer, which one's the sexiest, you know? Right. Which that kind of, you know, competition uh, is always a lead, leads to implosions for bands. I mean, Backstreet Boys fell victim to that. Uh, Hanson probably did too. I don't know. Mm. Um, But yeah, as if like for a regular band, it isn't hard enough to stay together because of differences and creative thoughts or, you know. Mm. I I, I honestly think though that that structure of like, here's five guys, they're all supposed to be equally sexy, equally talented, equally whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think part of the reason that boy bands did kind of fall away a little bit and give way to solo artists like, you know, Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Bieber, The Weeknd, I guess, to a lesser degree, is because it's easier to, you know, focus your marketing resources to one person and push that one person as a brand than it is to be like, here's five guys, but you have to like them all equally. You know, <laughs> you know, well, do you, know you though? Because I, I think there's often the, what do you call it? The idea that like Justin's the cute one and Travis is the muscly one. Like they all kind of have their own little thing. Yeah, that's kind of, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that that categorization is part of also what leads to boy brand breakups. Because then Travis is like, well, why aren't I the cute one? <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> while well, he pounds uh, you know muscle milk <laughs> and then chad is like the the smart one and jimmy or is like the fat one or jimmy's the fat one. <laughs> think, think about it um they're not a boy band but with spice girls they literally categorized them there was like sexy spice mm. baby spice chubby spice old I don't spice know, old spice <laughs> They categorized them based on, you know, these characteristics, sassy spice, whatever, uh, paprika, mm. and, you know, how long did the Spice Girls last? I think after mm. their shit movie that they did, they kind of imploded. Forgot they did a movie. Yep, they did a movie. And I had it on VHS. That's pretty legit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, we've talked about um, groups of siblings before. Like, I think it's been a long time since we talked about that here, but... Um, I've wondered before why why people always think that's a good idea because I I would imagine that it's even there's even more infighting if it's with family oh, that I'm just sure. puts more stress on everything. I'm sure. So that could play into it maybe sometimes. It's probably just a matter of you know yeah, those family members were brought up in a singing, uh, raised on singing and taught to sing, mm-hmm. and so it's like oh well we have to keep them together because they're you know I don't know blood relatives or something but yeah no I, 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 that sibling rivalry does often lead to you know one of them kind of being survival of the fittest sort of one of them ends up being kind of chosen as the most successful and then devours the other ones in the womb of musical creativity 
<laughs> gains their powers. Exactly. The power of several boys. <laughs> uh, on the topic of what we were joking about, like, oh, he's the cute one, he's a smart one. Random note is that uh, I don't know if you've ever, I know maybe you've seen one or two episodes of Bob's Burgers before, Kyle. Yes. Um, but um, they do have a funny episode. I don't remember which season it's from, but um, the two sisters, Tina and Louise, they go to see a boy band, Boys for Now. <laughs> That's a pretty funny episode because it basically is uh, a parody of like all these boy bands and mm-hmm. the lyrics are just ridiculous and sappy. And um, they each of the four members of that band kind of have their own. Uh, I don't, I, it's been a while since I've seen it. Like one was the cute one. One was like a little bit older, has a growing a mustache. And I don't remember exactly, but it was, that's a pretty f- funny interpretation of boy bands, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you can think of any other fictional boy bands. Uh, that, that reminds me, it wasn't a fictional boy band. It was, it was, it was the Jonas brothers, but um, South Park had a really funny episode with them they were they were literally managed by Mickey Mouse and Mickey Mouse was like this like gangster asshole and it was just a really funny kind of satirical take on the sexualization of both these young boy bands and you know the idea of selling that sexualization to literally preteen girls that you know <laughs> some of them haven't even hit puberty yet and they're just like oh he's so sexy it's like you're 10 <laughs> you shouldn't be saying that I mean, in in a much more subtle way. I mean, I'm, I think there's mm-hmm. definitely some truth to that concept of we're gonna we're gonna capitalize on you know young girls hitting puberty, like like starting to like boys. Um, exactly. Ooh, here's some really cute boys, and they sing really well, and they're pretty. That's why even that new band I saw, the New Hope Club, those boys, you know, basically themselves don't look like they've even hit puberty. Uh, mm. Crooning, you know, about you know, smelling perfume on a woman, which is also kind of creepy in its own way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you smell good, lady. Uh, you know, and in selling that sort of sexualization to girls around their age or younger, it's, mm. if you really break down the, the social mechanics of it, it's, it's a little creepy. Mm. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, even, even your Backstreet Boys are in sync. Uh, they were popular with our our age group, you know, in the late 90s to early 2000s. In the late 90s to early 2000s, I was between the ages of 8 and 12. And even though they weren't right. targeting me, they were targeting girls my age. I, My older cousins who, you know, babysit me that were 18 to 20 at the time, they didn't listen to them. Mm. So, right. I guess this, uh, it is interesting that the boy bands you could say are... I, Without thinking about it fully, like I don't want to say they're the only type of music that tries to target a young audience like that, mm-hmm. but they're definitely the probably the main. They're the one. most blatant about it. <laughs> yeah, which and you know I think a lot of music doesn't really target a certain age group. True. Explicitly, but this like boy bands seems to, and that's. Yeah, exactly. Kind of you know, you're not you're not gonna you're not having middle aged women listening to boy bands. I mean, maybe, but <laughs> you might get a probably, few. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe, but not not as many as they probably were hoping for. They're completely 100 percent marketed to young girls. They're not marketed to young boys. They're not marketed to old, older women. They're not marketed to gay people, really. Are they? Well, not ex- not explicitly, <laughs> but yeah, true. That'd be interesting. Uh, a boy band that was 
singing songs about a boy they like. That'd be kind of interesting, actually. I wonder if that's a thing. Mm. That shit, sadly, is still kind of controversial, so there's probably not a lot of songs about boys liking boys or girls liking girls. There's Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl and I Liked It, but that's Mm. all I can think of right now. But she's not a young boy. This is true. So we still have some some room for growth, listeners. Yes. So yeah, anything else you want to say on this topic before we close it out? I don't suspect that we'll be doing a whole lot on boy bands again, but I feel like this was a kind of an interesting diversion. Yeah. Unless we get Hanson on the show. <laughs> yes, the, the invitation is still out there, Hanson, if you hear this. If you can think of any boy bands that are good, or any boy bands that we didn't happen to mention on the this episode, let us know uh, on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash getyourfunk. And if you like what you heard, you can actually find all of our episodes on our website at getyourfunk.com. And if you really love us, then there's a there's a tip page on that site where you can pay us money so that we can afford clothes. I'm so cold. It's, I, I'm really hoping this podcast is not your source of income, Kyle. <laughs>